Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The Chicago Bulls lose a tough game on a Jimmy Butler buzzer beater, albeit a few execution mistakes from the Chicago Bulls down the stretch is kind of what put them in that position. We're going to talk about that game a little bit. We're also going to talk about the Bulls finishing 1-3 and three over last week with another toughish week ahead to see how they can perform over that week. And then lastly, we're going to dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So, the Chicago Bulls lose a game to the Miami Heat, and this is a game that the Bulls, when you look at the first and third quarters of this game, the Bulls absolutely got wasted, those, those first and third quarters. Losing the first quarter by 12 points, and then losing the third quarter by 11 points. Now, they won the fourth quarter by 9 points, they won the uh, second quarter by 11 points themselves, but it just wasn't enough. And the Bulls uh, suffered a few execution things down the stretch of this game. Now, one of the big storylines from this game you're going to hear about is uh, DeMar DeRozan uh, down the stretch of this game, kind of doing his taking over thing. And, you know, uh, Billy Donovan not calling a timeout, Nikola Vucevic not being able to get rebounds. We'll get into that in a little bit. But the thing that I want to talk about first, I want to start off with positives in this game. Kobe White had the one of the worst first halves that you're ever going to see Kobe White play and that he's ever played, right, both defensively and offensively. But the thing that I want to say in turning this into a positive, that I think this was good for the development of Kobe White, learning how to go and score through adversity, learning how to get himself back in rhythm, learning not to how get down on himself, which he's never really been a player to get down on himself. He's always going to shoot. But the, the he came out with a great game plan to put Jimmy Butler on Kobe White, and Kobe had to go through the game to kind of learn how to how to how to overcome that and then he ends up in the second half of the game he scores 22 points all in the second half of this game he has seven rebounds five assists one steal Kobe White still had a good game as far as looking at the stat sheet but if you watch that game you knew Kobe had to kind of start learning how to go about that and how to score against Jimmy getting that score off off a little bit quicker that was good to see another good thing to see is Patrick Williams in the first half of this game Really in the first in the second quarter, he had a terrible first quarter. I don't think he took a single shot in the first quarter of the game, but he still finished this game with 25 points, seven rebounds, four assists that he did, eight of ten from the field, four or five from three-point range, absolutely having a poster on Hami Hakez that just that's what really kind of started Patrick Williams with the confidence to really kind of play well in this game. The second and third quarters were really big quarters for him. He performed extremely well. The first and the fourth quarters, not not as much in, right? He didn't take a shot in the, fir- in the first quarter. I think he only took one shot in the fourth quarter of this game. But outside of that, Patrick Williams had a really good game in this one. And this was positive plus 12 in this game. This was one of those games that, you can, that reminds you of what the potential of Patrick Williams is. Now, he needs to play like this uh, more, more often, right? Guarding Jimmy Butler at times during the stretch of this game, not, not in that final buzzer beater that Jimmy Butler hit. That was Kobe White guarding him. But he, he had guarding Hami Hakez at times in this game, guarding Caleb Martin. Patrick Williams had a really solid defensive game overall throughout this game. He still made some mistakes. It wasn't perfect. 
But then the offense, the confidence that he started playing with offensively, attacking the boards, things like that, it reminds you of the potential of, of Patrick Williams. And then DeMar DeRozan with 27 points, going 9 of 13 from the field. He had five assists, two steals, three blocks from DeMar DeRozan as well. But then Nikola Vucevic, the Miami Heat fronted Nikola Vucevic almost every time he got a possession, and it just took him out of the game. He did not have the impact that he had in last game or that you really wanted to see him uh, with a smaller you know, front court. And Kevin Love killed the Chicago Bulls as well as he always seems to do. Andre Drummond uh, with four points in this game, only 11 minutes played. I know a lot of people, especially with the, the, the lapses with rebounding down the stretch of the game, wanted to see Andre Drummond out there. And then Torrey Craig goes down with injury. He goes 5-7 or seven from the field, 4-5 or five in the first half, 16 points, 2 rebounds, but then he gets his foot injured. He does not come back in the second half of this game. And one of the more surprising things for me is Julie Phillips ends up playing 20 seconds in this game, not even a full minute, um, but Billy Donovan doesn't really go to him. We see 16 minutes from Dalen Terry in the absence of Torrey Craig. He scored. He goes 1-3 from the field, 2 assists, 1 rebound, 1 steal. Had some really good defensive uh, moments in that game, but, you know, I expected Billy Donovan to kind of go Julian Phillips with Torrey Craig being out. Now, if Torrey Craig's going to miss extended time, I would really hope that Billy Donovan tries to work Julian Phillips in there. I know he's the rookie. I just think he's kind of better prepared than Dalen Terry to kind of step into Torrey Craig's role. But, hey, we'll end up seeing what happens. That no Terry Taylor down the stretch of this game. The newly signed to two-way contract, Henry Drell, didn't check in for a minute either. And this, this game ultimately comes down to mistakes made both from coaching DeMar and Vooch down the stretch of this game. It just is what it is, a combination of those thing, things. And Billy Donovan said this after the game. Yeah, tough loss and, and a winnable game after the way you, you guys didn't start well, but you still had chances down the stretch. Those offensive rebounds sound That was, I thought, the hugest part. I mean, um, wish I could have helped DeMar a little bit on the last one. I tried to get a timeout. I was in there too late when I saw the trap coming because I think he had turned his back and I didn't get it in time. You know, Vooch, I thought, did the right thing, driving Love down the lane. We got him going, you know, to the basket, which was good. Um, but I think the thing that really hurt us was the three or four offensive rebounds that led to baskets when we could have at least given ourselves an opportunity to score at the other end of the floor. And that certainly did not allow us to, you know, have any chance to extend the lead, right, from where it was at. But... You know, we're down 11 to start the fourth. I give the guys credit for fighting their way back, taking a lead in the fourth um, the way they did. Um, but I think there's a lot we can take from it that I've always said uh, the stuff that we can control and certainly the blocking out and the rebounding is something we can do a better job with. And, you know, that. listen, I'm, I'm glad that Billy Donovan realizes he should have called that timeout a little bit sooner. It is what it is when it comes down to it. This team lost, and they, and they deserve to lose this game, right? I, I think when you look at it, yeah, we won the rebounding battle. We won some of the gritty stats, things like that, but – the overall, the execution of this team down the stretch just was not at the level that we were used to seeing it at when the Bulls are winning games in this stretch, right? And so we head into next ne uh, into next week with a interesting schedule, right? I won't necessarily call it a tough schedule per se for the Chicago Bulls, but we finished this week one and three. This was a week that we said, hey, coming into this, we can see how the Bulls can perform. But hey, the Bulls were close in, in some of these games. They could have easily finished two and two. Um, over this stretch of games, both those wins coming against the Miami Heat. We had some execution things against Milwaukee again, especially when we pushed that team to overtime. Denver uh, was just kind of a game where we looked lethargic in for the most part. It was the second of a back-to-back. -back. Started slow against that game. Again. No, we came out on fire in that first game against Miami. We ended up winning that game. We don't trail a single minute in that game. And then this game, we came out slow start, slow first, slow, slow third quarters that ends up losing. But I think there was still a lot of positive in the play that the team did over this, this, course, uh, this course of games. But we head now into a week with two winnable games and two games that 
are going to be pretty tough for the Chicago Bulls. When you look at uh, the first game on Monday tomorrow, we're facing the 76ers. They're currently on a six-game winning streak. We already know what Joel Embiid does to the Chicago Bulls usually, so that's not a matchup that is going to be particularly easy for the Chicago Bulls. Now, I will say this. The Philadelphia 76ers are a beatable team, right? I think we all know that this is a team that can be beat, but this is also a team that has a, a former MVP on it in Joel Embiid. They're 18-7 and on the season. Uh, they've been playing pretty solidly offensively and defensively. That ball gets moving for them. They don't really have a lot of injuries or things you're looking at with that either. So this is a team that, hey, right now, Joel Embiid is leading the league in scoring. That's crazy. He's the number one scorer in points per game in the league. So you run to definitely look out for that. But the 76ers are still a team that that has its, has its thing. Now, one of the things the Bulls are going to have to do in that type of game is rebound the ball well. We have to have a full, a full 48 minutes of defensive intensity. If we don't, we can get lambasted. We can get killed against the, against the Philadelphia 76ers, the third-ranked offense in the NBA so far this season. Again, they have the top scorer in the NBA, and they're a top-10 defense as well. This is a team you're going to have to come in. You're going to have to execute. You're going to have to rebound. You're going to have to do those type of things. You may have to let Joel Embiid go off and try to stop everything else around it. The Tyrese Maxey versus uh, Kobe White uh, matchup is one that I'm really excited to see in that game. And then Wednesday, we got the Los Angeles Lakers. They're 2-1 in their last three. I think they play one or two games before they end up playing us. Well, just one because it's Saturday. So they play, I mean, Sunday. So they play today, and then we'll be facing them, um, you know, see how they face against us. Well, no, we play them on Wednesday. I'm, listen, I'm discombobulated a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. But they got games before us. They're 2-1 right now in their last three. Um, and so we'll see how they can perform in that, right? Because if they can come in here with a big winning streak, they actually face the New York Knicks on Monday and us on Wednesday. So that's what it is. Uh, but yeah, one game with the Knicks before they face off against us. And then we get to, we finish the week next week with two easier games, right? You got the San Antonio Spurs, which just won a game. They're one in 18 in their last 19 games. This is a team that we just beat um, a little over a week ago. So we know that we can, we can pair with that team. It's a team that's well-coached. Greg Popovich's team are always going to be on the lookout for. They got, they got players that can score the ball. They got Wimby. Going to be interested to see what that looks like. And then we finish the week Saturday against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, this is a team with injuries. Evan Mobley and Darius Garland are going to be out in that game. It's not to say that we haven't seen the Chicago Bulls lose to, to teams missing some key places, players for them, but that is an interdivision rival that the Bulls should be able to match wits with them throughout a lot of that game. So, Interesting week for the Chicago Bulls. We can see how they go and how they fare over the course of this week. This is still a team that's, you know, not really shooting a whole hell of a lot of threes. I think they're like 24th in the league in three-point attempts, but we're like third in three-point percentage. So this is a team that's finding their, their rhythm, finding their goal. That's, with, that's without Zach Levine we're hitting that at. And we have to continue to do that. We just have to continue to play two-way basketball. And if we can do that, we can get rebounds, we can do those type of things. We can, be, we can be in there with any game. And I think that's one thing that this week has shown, that, yeah, we went one and three. It sucks to go that over the week, but we've seen more and more that this Chicago Bulls team, when they're playing in their own and they're playing their style, which is still a developing style, they can, they, can, they, can, they can be there with anybody. They can compete with anybody in the league. So let's hope we see more of the positives than the negatives here uh, next week heading into that. But with that said, it's Sunday. So that means it's mailbag day. We're going to go ahead and get into the voice mailbag. This first one, this one's from the 773. He didn't leave his name. Hey, what up? Listen, I don't know why the Bulls keep trying to trade for guards, more guards. We got plenty of guards. What we need and what we've been needing is an elite power forward, somebody that can also have grind for, like, rebounds, boards. We've been struggling with that for a while now. And, I'll, you know, we're starting to play a bit better, but we need a power forward. 
we need another big man. That's what the target should be. You know, equal value, hey, get value of a power four that's decent and maybe a pick or two and keep it moving. That's pretty much what his value is, and that's what we need. All right, Bulls need an elite power four. Now, I've been seeing this in the comments a lot, talking about guards and power four. Here's the thing. This, the, first of all, there's two things with it. The Chicago Bulls, one, just need to get the most talent back possible. That's what they're looking for, whether it be guard, whether it be forward, whatever. They are not in a position in the Zach Levine trade to pick and choose that type of thing, especially when you're hearing the market is down for Zach Levine. So that's the first thing. The second thing, I need everybody to realize, despite what we, you, or anybody else could want, the Chicago Bulls see Patrick Williams as a power forward. They also have Julian Phillips in the wings, who they see as a power forward. Hell, AK said that he wants to see Dalen Terry play some small ball five. That tells you what? The mindset of this franchise and the roster they're trying to build at. And an elite power forward, you're not getting an elite power forward for, in the Zach Levine trade per what they're saying his trade value is right now. So I think that the Bulls are going to be trying to get the most talent back possible. That may mean routing a, a, a player like a D'Angelo Russell that you get, maybe routing him to a third team and then getting more assets back. But this whole thing of, well, the Bulls should be targeting a power forward. That's what we should. It's not. It's not probably not going to happen now. If you can get one, cool, right? But look at the teams that we're rumored to be that's rumored to be interested in Zach Levine. And I saw somebody as well say, "Hey, but the Bulls, Pascal Siakam, the the, the the Toronto Raptors want draft assets back for Pascal Siakam. The Bulls aren't trying to do that. They're not getting Pascal Siakam more than likely back in the Zach Levine trade. They want future draft picks. They want youngish talent. Um, they do want compete now. But I'm not saying that Pascal Siakam may not happen if both teams can't find the market that they're looking for. But keep in mind. That's more than likely not what you're getting back. So this thought of we can only trade Zach Levine or why are we looking at guards? The Bulls are just right now trying to find the best talent possible for Zach Levine. And that doesn't mean that that talent's going to end up staying here for somebody that doesn't necessarily fit what we have going on in the roster. So that's kind of the thought process that keep that in mind, guys. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Shea. What's up, man? This is Shea. You know, I'm here to tell you what's right, man. Because a lot of these people just do not watch the game. Everybody was talking about how, oh, Patrick Williams, along with Alex Caluso, was was the only starter that didn't score in double figures. And people failed to mention that Patrick Williams literally held Jimmy Butler, even though it was 20 points, held Jimmy Butler from, to one for 18. For 18. So he basically did a good job defensively. And not only that, people love to talk about Io DeSumo land land a complete donut in that game against the Milwaukee Bucks. But people also failed to mention that he was one of the main reasons why Damian Lillard did not even get a chance to have a good game in that whole 48 minutes of play that we had against against the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, the point is that I'm bringing this. To, up is that people need to watch the game need to watch the game you know it's more than just scoring you know people just think that oh this person didn't score 20 points or that they didn't do anything in the whole game if you have you actually think and look at who they're guarding and see that they other person had a bad game they did everything that they were supposed to do. plus when you look at Patrick Williams such as in the Miami game he had a plus minus of six so with that being said Watch the damn game before you start talking. And I'm talking to you Bulls fans because apparently y'all don't, y'all have a tendency to just look at stats, stats and nothing else. Anyway, hey, tell me what you think. Y'all, again, man, you were so right. 
these fans, they just look at stats and nothing else. Peace. Great voicemail from Shay. Something that I preach on every basketball show that I'm on. NBA Central, uh, Locked On Bull. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This show, everything that I talk about, Chicago Sky Central, you got to understand the value outside of scoring in the game. And that is something that a lot of fans, more casual fans, because a lot of fans don't watch the game. And this is something I've always said. They don't watch games. Uh, they, a lot of people watch the box scores. They watch highlights and they inform their opinion based off that. And the, th and the thing is, you miss a lot of the intricacies of the game if you don't watch the actual games, right? And so there are some things that you, it's not always just about scoring. Now, I will say this, when you have opportunities, especially wide open shots, you want the players to score in those. But it's not just about scoring. And too often we come down to what did they score when a lot of times, players like Alice Caruso impact the game without scoring, even though he's starting to score a little bit more for the Bulls, too. So, yeah, definitely want to, un uh, want to gain the understanding of the game of basketball like that. And it comes down to a lot more than just scoring. So, great, great point from Shea. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Cornelius. Hey, what's good, hey? It's Cornelius, man. Um, I want to um, show love, um, you know, to the young guys, of course. But I want to show love to the people behind the scenes, the people that we don't really show love to, that we don't name, that that the people that are really grinding hard and help develop. And the key word is I just said right there, help developing these young players as Kobe, P. Will, Io, and hopefully David Terry, Julian Phillips, the same. So I want to give the to the coaches of the development. I want to start off by saying shout out to Peter Patton, director of player development. I want to give a shout-out to Shaquan Albro, player development manager. I would love to give a shout-out to Austin Dufault, player development coach, and to the four player development coordinators, Jordan Nash, Peter Crawford, Logan Power, Nico Hobbs. I want to thank you. I want to thank you personally. Um, <laughs> I think the poop is in the pudding, um, that they're doing a, a real good job out there with these young ones, man. And, uh, these are the guys that are behind the scenes, that's working 365, 24-7, making sure that we get the best version and the best version of our guys and that our young guys are developing correctly. And um, I just want to give a shout-out to those guys, you know, because we never hear them. And I want to give a shout-out to Hayes, Cognac Boys, 
all the, you know what I'm saying, the whole universe, you know what I'm saying, Pat, you know what I'm saying, Breeze, Nate. I want to give a shout-out to all of y'all, man. Uh, yeah, a lot of us would have probably gave up on the season was it for y'all. You know, uh, you know, Hayes, I'll call you the James Brown of Chicago sports content. You are the hardest-working man in Chicago sports content. You are. You're the hardest-working You're the hardest working man in business, straight up. And uh, I just want to give respect to you for that, So love for that. And, uh, you know, thank you. Thank all of you, you know what I'm saying, to keeping Bulls basketball going. And, uh, yeah, that's it, man. Uh, I'm going to leave another message. Uh, like I said, this is a love message, but uh, you know me. Um, I'm going to leave another message. You know, we're going to talk about D-Lo and E, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and I believe it at that. <laughs> I appreciate everything you do, Hey, Blessings, King. And thank you to the development staff of the Chicago Bulls. Bless y'all. First of all, thank you. I want to start on no start off where you ended. Thank you for the love. I'm the ja- the James Brown, really. Oh, but you know, and I speak for everyone. Speak for Pat. Speak for the Cognac Boys, the whole Chicago, the Chi Town Sports Central family. Um, thank you, thank you, uh, Cornelius, for the love and, and the recognition there. As far as the player dev staff, yeah, you're right. We will probably never hear from these guys, right? Very, very rarely will we hear from them. They won't really do press conferences. They won't do too many interviews. Um, during the season, they won't t- talk too much about what they do, but they are important to what we're seeing in the next step for the Chicago Bulls team. They are going to be important in that. And so I love the fact that we that we have had hired now a full player development staff. And I love that the players like Kobe White, who's having one of the best seasons of his career, is talking about how much that a Peter Patton has helped him. So great points from Cornelius. Thank you for shouting those guys out because they are in very many ways the unsung heroes. And we have yet to see really the the full fruition of their work. And we'll see that, you know, over the over the next upcoming years. And I think they're gonna thrive. I think they're gonna thrive. And I'm really glad for what the how AK is drafted that we now have a player development staff to get the most out of the potential of those young guys. All right, let's get into the next one. This one's from Jamal. What's up, Hayes? It's your boy Jamal back again with another voicemail for you. Got three minutes, let's get into it. So it's been probably about a week or two since I left my last voicemail. Um, and the Bulls taking some L's. We've also had a big W against the Miami Heat. Um, again, all this is without Zach Levine, who's still nursing his foot injury. It's interesting to see this team perform the way that they do. Kobe White has stepped up fantastically um, during this period. Uh, he's, what, 13 games straight of at least three threes, if I'm correct. <laughs> I wish he would have made those three threes a day. I bet on his ass, but I'm sorry. Let me let that go. <laughs> Um, other than that, you know, DeMar's being DeMar, Vooch is being Vooch. Um, I think Patrick Williams has actually been playing pretty decently. Um, even though he's not scoring to the level of a Kobe White, obviously not to the level of a DeMar Vucevic, he's still contributing in other ways. Um, grabbing some rebounds, not as much as I would like for him to grab, um, but he is grabbing rebounds. He seems to be having a little bit more of an all-around game. He'll have a stat line, and it might not be the most impressive, but it'll be somewhere around to 15 points maybe, but then he'll have about four or five rebounds, you know, three assists, two steals, two blocks. So, you know, that's pretty solid for him. Um, and I'm really enjoying him taking that uh, that step up. Ice Caruso, I think, has been playing, you know, a monster when he has played. Um, I know that he's been dealing with some injuries too. Again, it, it brings the elephant in the room, though, of what are we going to do with Zach Levine? Obviously, this isn't a situation like James Harden where Zach is a free agent at the end of the summer, at the end of the season. Um, we still got him on a good on, on contract and everything like that. But if it's true that he does want to leave, um, you know, it is what it is. I would hate for him to leave, but I can't – I'm not – I don't work for the Bulls, so I don't know what they're going to do. It is going to be interesting, though, to see 
who would they trade him for? I've seen one report that says something about maybe sending him over to Cleveland for Darius Garland, who I wouldn't be too mad if we did go after Darius Garland. He is a point guard, and that can move Kobe to the two. But if we did trade Zach, who would you like to see us trade him for? Who do you think would fit best for the Bulls? Would you want to go for a star player, or would you want to go get some role players uh, to try to balance off the bench and everything like that? Let me know what you guys think. As always, the see red and go Bulls. Peace. All right, great voicemail from Jamal. Always great thought process. I love the way that Jamal looks at the game, the way he breaks everything down. Like I said, Jamal almost delivers a mini podcast in his own right. But here's what here's the thing. To answer what you ended the, the voicemail on, what do I who do I want the Bulls to trade Zach Levine for? I just want them to get the best package they can get back for. That's it. Get talent back. Whether that's you're getting pieces that can add to the score, that add more depth to it, right? In the rumored like Rui Hachimura, you know, uh, Austin Reeves type deals, things like that. Um, whether it's, you know, you get a, a extremely solid young piece in like a Jalen Hood Shafino and first round picks back. I just want you to get some value back. Don't you cannot completely lose this trade. Are you going to get equal value back for Zach? No, but I don't in my mind really have like targets of specific players back because I just don't know what that, like the value of Zach Levine around the league is so hard to gauge per what we've heard that I don't really have personal, like, specific players. Like, I mean, I would love to get, if we could get a Pascal Siakam back, I don't think it's realistic. I would love for us to get, like, a, a Keldon Johnson back for, for Zach Levine if he were to go to the team like the Spurs, right? I like the individual players, but overall, it's more than just one player. I think it's about what you get back as a package. What do you get back as a draft piece? What does that mean? How far out it is? And ultimately, I just wanted to see the Bulls get the most talent back possible that they can for Zach Levine. We are a team that right now, to me, and like I said in the other voicemail, it's not about picking and choosing. It's about getting the most chances at a, a player developing. And right now, this Bulls team, and I know people are hoping for a star, hoping for this, this next wave of the Bulls team is going to be like the Kirk Heinrich, Luau Dang uh, era Bulls before Derrick Rose came. It's going to be a team that I think does it by committee, right? It's the sum of the parts coming together and how those parts fit together that is going to bring the best out of that team more so than get this top-level big-name talent. And so that's what I kind of foresee with this team. If, if they can do something different and catch us off guard with a surprise trade where we're getting somebody back we had no idea or didn't think that we can get, hey, I would love that. I don't know how realistic that is to happen, though. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from 8Live. What's going on, man? This your boy 8Live, man. I'm not going to lie, man. I'm really, 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 really irritated with Billy Donovan not having enough balls to tear the mind. He's not the closer, bro. He cannot do nothing with that ball. And it's a minute or two left. This man has jagged up like two or three hour games because he want to be a hero. And it's not working. When we trade Zach Levine, we need to trade DeMar thinking that he's the hero. He can stay. But you got to stop thinking that at the fourth quarter in the last couple of seconds that he's a man. He needs to continue to pass the ball around and keep the offense going like they were doing in the beginning of the game. We need to find another closer. Patrick Williams. Uh, Kobe. I rather I want to see. I want to die with somebody else. I'm tired of dying with Demar Zach at the end. Like for real, man. He is really showing me that he is not the coach because he's too scared to step up and say when something ain't working, man. When it comes to the top players, man. I'm I'm, I'm really getting sick of this, man. Zach and Billy need to go. I know I'm wasting my breath with the Billy thing, but I just it, 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 I can't take it, bro. Be red though, man. We're supposed to run that game, man. That man just dragged that game off, bro. Damn. Trusting DeMar down the stretch. Here's the thing. you got to trust other players. And 
I get it. And I've seen like the tweets from like Mark K and things like that of like, well, this is why you want DeMar on the game. 11, 11 points made. And I get it. That's that's great. I don't want to take away from DeMar DeRozan's natural ability to go out, get those shots for the Chicago Bulls. But my thing is, is that the writing's on the wall. Whether you want to believe it or, or anybody else or wants to see it, DeMar DeRozan's time with the Chicago Bulls, one way or another, it's less in front of it than what was behind it. And because of that, you have to start developing other guys to be able to be those guys to be ready to take the big shots in the fourth quarter. Now, some of that's on them as well. Some of that is they have to show it. They have to be able to show that they are ready to, ready for that and thrive in those moments. But you also have to trust them to see to let them sink or swim in those moments. And Kobe White is one of those players that right now, I want to see personally put in those moments and see how he does. And that's not to take away from what DeMar has done. He's done it for his whole career. He was the king of the fourth for a reason, right? And you can't take away from that. But if you if if you start seeing a world in which DeMar is not going to be here long-term via the contract extension not being reached or whatever else, you have to start preparing to rely on other players other than DeMar in that fourth quarter. And, and DeMar, in a lot of ways, has been uh, has been uh, Billy Donovan's crutch in those moments. And he's been a great clutch. Let me not say that he's been a great clutch for Billy Donovan to rely on. But we need to start developing other, that for uh, in other players as well. And Kobe seems like a player who may be ready for that. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Known Say. Theo Hayes, it's no stage again for your mailbag. Looking forward to this heat game tomorrow hopefully they don't get revenge on us but i know the stories have been io getting love from uh joakim noah and vice versa and obviously kobe snapping as usual but i still don't want to dismiss p will i'm still trying to push that core three narrative and the reason why i'm trying to call him the core three 2.0 is because the mid three as we're trying to not call them didn't always have the strongest defense but i felt like these three are pushing some defense into the lifeblood and obviously pushing faster ball movement. Heck, I'm trying to, like, push that culture for my 12-year-old school team because I'm the assistant coach for them, and they still want to do hero ball. But, again, I digress. Hey, it was nice when you said in the episode about you rapped with Twister or you rapped one of Twister's verses at one of his shows. That was dope. Um, but I guess, yeah, man, just just, just hoping that uh, the Bulls keep it going. And then I just love that the leadership that – Kobe and Io are exuding because even when they're doing stuff, they're not um, they're not forgetting how humble they are. They're keeping their cool, calm, collect, but also strong leadership. So loving loving all this bulls um, fun uh, as this week. And then lastly, shout out to the your your Kanye boys on NBA Central. They've been posting some nice content these past few days. Anyway, or lately. So thanks again. Peace. I know you've been and I get it. Like Kobe, P. Will, and Io. Can be are definitely parts of the core. Like I said, we got to kind of wait on the Zach Levine trade, maybe even the draft this offseason to see say before they are. But they're they're showing Kobe's consistent, right? But IOMP will have been showing consistent flashes as well, and you want to see that from them, right? And so as we move forward to this new way to this new era of the Chicago Bulls, they're definitely the three players you're looking at right now and saying, hey, they could be big parts of this. Julian Phillips has a chance as well um, to be a part of that because I really am high on the potential of Julian Phillips. But again, you want to see that. And again, we have to see him actually play at the NBA level to see that start coming out. And we may not see that more until next season. And that, that's, that's probably a likely outcome in that time. But, you know, I, I do think that right now those are the three players you're looking at most of being part of this core with the outside chances of a, of a, a Julian Phillips, of a Dalen Terry, of a Adama Sonogo, of an Ernulak Batim, right? Those are also players that are on the wing that you hope are going to, the wing of 
the cusp, I should say, uh, the cusp uh, of, of, of breaching that. But you want to see that they're going to develop and actually be able to be that in real life. And so thank you for that. And then as far as NBA Central, I got to tell you guys this. Unfortunately, YouTube is messing with us. We will have to start a new NBA channel. If you're on the podcast side, nothing's going to change. If you're on the YouTube side, we will be launching a new NBA Central channel. So make sure you guys go and follow that as well. Uh, listen, it's, it's things outside control. YouTube's being a dickhead, so that is what it is. But, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. If you want to send us a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.